We are going to talk about a movie. This is gonna be a disaster. It was one of the best movies of the year. It's gonna go so Probably one of the last movies I would ever want to see in a theater. Hello and welcome to 10 Years On. I am your host, Jacob London, and I am joined by my wonderful panel, as always, Taylor Robinson. How are you going? I'm good. Um, you know, this is going to be another interesting week. That's, yeah. Yeah, this was a fun, fun time. Uh, that's, that's really all I can say at the moment. That is one way to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Nick, how you going? I'm good. Look, it's Valentine's Day weekend for this release uh, date, and uh, there's definitely something for everyone and a lot of stuff for no one. So <laughs> it'll be an interesting week. Peter? That's a weird thing. You're like, it's Valentine's Day weekend, so there'll be something for everyone and stuff for no one. <laughs> uh, well, it is Valentine's Day weekend on February the 12th. Thank you so much for joining us on episode six of 10 Years On. We have three wide release films to talk about today. Valentine's Day, The Wolfman and Percy Jackson and The Lightning Thief, as it was called in Australia. Guys... This was a rough week. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This was a pretty, pretty rough Guys, week. Guys, this is... We've we've arrived at my favorite part of the week, which is where we get to hear who got paid to write these descriptions <laughs> yeah. and who got paid to put these posters together. Oh, man. It's... And I'm really, really just... This has become my favorite. Like, this is the beacon of light at the end of the movie tunnel. Like, I, that's a good way of putting it, actually. Like, I'm like, oh, is Valentine's Day going to be about a bunch of conservatives? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, uh, well, let us kick off with Valentine's Day, which opened in 3,665 theatres. It was the widest released film for this week. Intertwining couples and singles in Los Angeles break up and make up based on the pressures and expectations of Valentine's Day. This poster is gold. What is that shape? Like, what is the point? Because on the the like the DVD, the DVD cover, it's actually a love heart, so it actually looks Dude, better I think than th- just weird. I think the IMDb poster is actually worse. This is a bad poster. Like, also, that is... And like, all right, we'll have just, some of them with faces and then some of them with weird... What the frick is oh, that? That's awful. It's kind of great because obviously some are like stills from the movie, like Bradley Cooper, because he was like, hey, look, I only have to be on this plane for like two days of shooting and I'm going to do no fucking marketing for this movie. <laughs> Taylor Lautner, they've obviously taken from like maybe a, a red carpet still and they've just been like, let's zhuzh it up a and little then, bit. And then like, okay, we'll have Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba, Taylor Swift, Bradley Cooper with the close-up faces and then have Eric Dane full body. Full look body. at look at Jamie's though. Look at Jamie's. He's like, I don't want to fucking be here. That's way too close. Like yeah. it's like... <laughs> it's super zoomed in. Yeah. Oh god, there it's, are some. Oh, like who? Oh, you look at like it. who chose these photos? And like who, for what? This is the this is the Josh Duhamel. What is everyone looking at? Sort of thing as well. <laughs> like there is no consistent. Like Ashton Kutcher's looking at me, and everyone George else is looking. Is just happy to be there. <laughs> oh. So let's actually like discuss who is actually yeah in this let's film. go through the list because I'm, you're meeting people for like 20 minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Biel, Bradley <laughs> Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, Hector... Uh, Elizondo. That one. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Gardner, Topher Grace, <laughs> Anne Hathaway, Carter Jenkins, Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, and Taylor, Taylor Swift. There's more. There's more, but we got to click to the Seymour <laughs> cast oh, wow. button. Uh, George like... Lopez, Shirley MacLaine, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts, Taylor Swift... Larry Miller, wow, this like I, yeah, this this is like lo- this is the movie trying to be the new Love Actually, where it's like let's get a huge cast of like famous people and just write a couple of cute love stories, and everyone will only have to work for a week. Like, there's that will give them a lot of money to only do a little bit of work. So everyone's like, fuck yeah, payday. It's awful. This movie sucks. But the funny <laughs> thing is, like, it actually doesn't have that big of a budget. Like, I think really? it was one of those movies where they all worked for, like, 
scale. Like they didn't get their so they all want to work million with like paycheck. Gary Marshall or something. Would be like four hundred million dollars. <laughs> um, but like love actually, yeah. love actually, actually worked. Yeah, it's got you know, like half the cast. It had first a, of all. Okay, so it's had a budget of fifty-two million dollars. Yeah. Wow, which yeah. isn't that much. That's tiny. The mm. the okay, get Gary Marshall was one of the most beloved people in Hollywood. Like yeah, everyone sure. loved yeah. Gary Marshall. So I think it, this is this is uh, to use an analogy that is mo- it's movie forty three, but not to the extent of movie forty three. Like oh, in that 43. in that. Okay, we have we're you know we're gonna take these really great actors mm. and just put them in just a movie. Like we're not going to t- trick these really great actors and make them sign yes. convoluted contracts. We're just going okay. No, everyone likes Gary Marshall, mm. who had this idea to do this film. Uh, the biggest problem <laughs> I have with this film is it retroactively makes me hate Love Actually. I mean, my biggest problem with this movie is. It, all of it ultimately does end up connecting at some point, mm. but it just feels so rushed. Yeah, like it's so long, but yeah. because there are so many stories they're trying to tell, you never spend enough time with any of them to care. No, yeah. like from the get go, you're just like Jessica Alba is not likable at all. No, and not like even a little bit. She want like she's not doesn't want to get married to Ashton Kutcher. He proposes to her straight off the bat. Mm. And then she spends the few minutes you see her in the film, like just trying Mm. to get away from it. And you're like, okay, so we haven't even gotten any context as to what their relationship was Mm. for her to clearly be with him long enough to, for him to want to propose to her. And then for her just to be like, I don't want to do this. So She's like instantly unlikable. So you just like whenever she's on screen, you're like, I don't really, I don't care about yeah. you because you haven't warmed me. And she's like the first, yeah, the first person you yeah, see. Yeah, pretty much. It's weird because first of all, you start the movie, and she is completely unlikable. Like you have no reason to believe that this relationship yeah. should be going in this direction. Yeah. But then you have everyone that knows Ashton Kutcher's character being like. Oh, I'm so sorry she said no. Oh, she said yes. Yeah. And it's supposed to be this running joke, but you don't care about it. And it's also like, and it just makes your friends seem really like mean. Like, they're like trying to baby you. Yeah, like, they've, have they just, like, have you guys been together? Not like, have you introduced her to everybody? Or like, has she just been like a bitch to everybody? Yeah, it's like, has she left the impression on everyone? Yeah. Or is it because she's like, Jessica Alba's like so attractive and Ashton Kutcher's. Not like Ashton Kutcher's not unattractive. He's like an everyday guy in this movie. He's like he's in his sweatpants and his yeah. shirts, and he's like, oh, I'm just a humble delivery guy. So I think maybe it's meant George to be Lopez. like she's like corporate and up above. I don't like even know what she does in the movie. But, I don't know, but, but that was just with her dog. That was just a weird way to start the movie because yeah. you're already like, yeah. you're already put. You're what? just like, okay, I'm not like I. I'm going to guess you guys don't make it to the end of this movie. <laughs> so therefore, just cut her character out completely. Right oh yeah. You know? make, just make the struggle that he kind of actually likes like Jennifer he, Garner's character. Well, he likes her. He runs this flower shop. So then he's always in the face of people being oh, in love. Yeah, true. And then he can't get her. So like, why don't you make <sighs> that the story of like... like uh, yeah, like a romantic comedy based around Ashton Kutcher wanting to get with his friend Jennifer Garner, who's in her own romantic situation with Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. That's probably enough of a romantic comedy right there. That could at least be your central, like, real story that you spend the most time with. Yeah. Which, I mean, in this movie, sort of is. Like, he's the central character to a lot of things, but it's not... No one cares. Like, it's not interesting enough for me to be like, hmm, yeah, like, I really want him to, like, find love at the end of the movie. And then once it's sort of revealed that Patrick Dempsey isn't this knight in shining armour, you're kind of like... All right, well then why, but, away as why well. are we not bothering with him now? Like, but they yeah. never make you believe that he's anything other than that. Yeah, like as soon no, as he exactly, gets up to yeah. leave and he's like, oh, I got to do surgery tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, like... No, you're, 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 going, you're definitely married. Like there's yeah, no yeah. way you're not. Like yeah, the, like the, they the whole movie, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to point out the fact while we're talking about Ashton Kutcher's character that he drives around obviously with George Lopez and that 2010 has now given us two chances to see George Lopez in the cinema so this and Spy Next Door I just think he had a chance to really bust out into to cinema and he screwed that chance by doing two of the worst movies of 2010 although to be fair Valentine's Day He's was the, like a 
it was a commercial success. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. And like, <laughs> you know, and most of the people in this movie, it was never going to be the movie that would make or break anybody. Mm. Like it was nah, like, nah. we're all established enough that. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to beg to differ <laughs> with one certain person oh, well. in this movie because somehow he's worse than she is. Oh yeah. Is this is the, this is the double Taylor. Cause <laughs> how the hell is Taylor Swift? Not the worst person in this movie. Like the worst actress oh, yeah. in this movie. She's about, she know I wouldn't even call her the bottom five. Like she's bad. Well, she and plays she, the part. Well, she's supposed to be like the ditzy and love yeah. school girl who like, and you get that with the, the news interview yep. when she's just talking about like, she's like love struck completely by yeah. being with hell on her. And you get that. And she plays that well. And it's when fucking Taylor Lautner <laughs> does that. There's, there's the scene where he does the flip, right? And it's the way he just casually walks out of frame. Like he's like, oh no, I'm not in camera anymore. So it's, there's like no professionalism that he just like sort of dawdles off. And I was like, oh, you are not good at movies. Oh, Mr. I will Lord admit Lord. that Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift did make me laugh when like, I think she's, she's in the elevator and she's like, it's how you got me this bear. Oh uh, yeah. And she just kind of pauses for a minute and I was like, okay. I'm going to have a little bit of a giggle at that because it's kind of funny because she's like the ditzy. <laughs> There's some genuine like, okay, maybe not genuine, but there are some <laughs> moments in this film where I did laugh, yeah. where I went, okay, yeah. that's pretty funny. But the, the fact that she came into this movie yeah. and he's supposed to be the hot thing at the time and she can get nothing out of him. Yeah. Oh, God. No. Oh, Going back oh, like. Yeah, it just like it proves that like you are only hired because of how you look. Mm. But even like. That's not an. That's like it's not. And because like Twilight was yeah. bank back then, yeah. oh, it was yeah. like let's so, get like, Wolf yeah. Boy in there. Yeah. So um, there's two storylines in this whole movie that actually kind of worked. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper and Julia mm. Roberts. That was nice. That's I thought nice. that was a, that was really a genuinely yeah. like nice. Yeah. Okay. And I you, do like where. And that's the other one. Character. That's that's yeah. the other story that works yeah. is where Bradley Cooper's character ultimately ends up. I yeah. liked that I, that whole thing. Worked. I I mm. was sitting there and we we're watching like the first plane scene and I was curious where he thought it was gonna go for both mm. of those characters because I've never seen it. He'd never seen it. Okay. So like this movie was essentially just me watching him react <laughs> and like wanting to cry. Yeah. So I asked him like where he thought it was gonna go because most people will never guess where Bradley yeah. Cooper's story yeah. is no, going yeah, to no, go no, no, no. or Julia Roberts until no. the very, very end. Yeah, uh, and yeah. maybe then you can guess. Yeah. But I was, I, I was like, Oh, she's going for a funeral. Like it's got, it's not a guy. It's a mm. funeral. Like, yeah. and that was where I was going. Cause she was not acting like she was going to meet someone she loved. Yeah. It was, I mean, well, obviously she is, but it was, but not like a romantic. No, kind of like no. it was, Oh, you're going well, to, cause they tried to, they tried to like bait and switch you. Cause like, Oh, she's just a stoic soldier and soldiers mm. don't show emotion. So it's like, obviously that payoff is like, mm. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I agree. I think that's one of the best. They're, they're the, the they're the ones that work. Everything else is rough. <laughs> but also on that, I think to have like I mean we could I mean we can say that Bradley Cooper ends up yeah being yeah dead, yeah yeah and he's in a relationship with like a top sportsman and mm. I was like in 2010 yeah that's a pretty aggressive storyline that's, that's like I'm yeah I was pretty impressed that they did that I was like whoa okay didn't expect and it, that well, and it was and it was that. handled really well too yeah. because the way that he's like oh we recently broke up and then you go oh. They broke up because he wasn't allowed to yeah. say anything. Yeah. And he either had to choose his career yeah. or him. And yeah. I like that he's yeah. like, you obviously chose his career initially. Yeah. But now he's just like, this isn't worth it. I'm like, mm. let's yeah. have a mainstream romantic comedy about two dudes because yeah. 2020, we are ready. So thank you, Valentine's Day 2010, for at least... <laughs> Dropping it's like, that in. It's like, it's like the first paved like, part yeah. of the pathway. Yeah. I mean, and especially and, giving you know. Eric Dane and Bradley Cooper, mm. making two like very masculine men. Yeah. Like they, they didn't resort to stereotypes with no. these people, which no. is no. really good. Like it's good to see that's like men can be men who just happen to sleep with men. It mm. doesn't yeah. make them immediately like the, you know, mm. yeah. flamboyantly uh, like gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's a, that's one thing that I think it did extremely well and I will give props to the movie for having the courage to do that. And I thought, okay, no, I remember like we were watching it and afterwards I was like, okay, 
No, well done. Mm. Well, well done. And because and the the whole Eric Dane build up, you kind of don't know what's it's till the press conference happens, yeah. and mm. you kind of like, why? What is the point in this story apart from having? Jessica Beale and Queen La- no Queen Latifah's not part of that story. Jessica yeah, she, she's actually, the agent. Jessica Beale um, and Jamie Foxx are the so much fucking yeah. happening in this movie. Um, so Carl's Carl's kind of like, oh, is he only there just to create a bit of extra conflict for those two? But then the press conference happens, and you're like, oh shit, okay, where are we going to go with this? So but yeah, then I agree. on Queen Latifah, she's involved with what I believe is it's Jacob's, Jacob's favorite, favorite story. Part. <laughs> uh, Let's yes. go. Involving you got future it. Academy Award winner. <laughs> She wins an Oscar in two years. <laughs> in two years, she wins in a fucking will you, Academy will please, Award. Will you please address our audience and, and uh, let it's us... It's obviously honorary for her role in this. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, Anne Hathaway is in this movie. Why? 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 I love Anne Hathaway. I think Anne Hathaway is an incredibly talented actress. She plays a sex caller in this film, and it's an adult an, entertainer. An adult, excuse me. Sorry, an adult yeah, entertainer. You don't I have upset the no, sex callers. Look, I have <laughs> nothing wrong with adult entertainment, and I wish. And but the film clearly does, because it's just an insult the entire time. The way they do this, it's yeah. like, oh no, she's just on the phone and making and playing it for laughs that aren't fucking funny. Oh, no. I hated. <laughs> Every single scene <laughs> that she was on screen in this because it was so demeaning to her. This to me was her movie oh, forty three. This, this was just like <laughs> yeah, I fucking hated this every time, whole moment. Every time it came up, I was like, "Oh, it's your favorite scene. It's your but it's your favorite Anne Hathaway role." There's two great payoffs to this storyline, though. The best line of the movie where she answers the... Like, Topher Grace comes back to the house and they have the chat. And then she answers the phone. And she's like, sorry, sugar, I can't do it now. I have to make love to my boyfriend. Like, she actually says something along those lines, which I laughed, I laughed so fucking hard. Then we get the Queen Latifah payoff. Oh, that, my God, that's the best scene. Uh, when she's like, I, what are you saying? I, I did laugh at That's the best the, scene. Like, like, I thought that was I was like I, I laughed I laughed a I lot like, of I that. that like with using like the rubber band it like, comes slap. it comes like out of like no and you can tell when Queen Latifah said it she's like this is the most fun I've had in a movie oh she's like ever. she's like I am that ruler like oh yeah let's go but but I also just want to say whoever decided that the, there was good chemistry to be had between Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace mm. in this movie. It definitely, especially in retrospect, seems like a mismatch. Like, oh, yeah. And he's also, like, I get that his character's, you know, upset that she hid being a adult phone <laughs> entertainer. operator entertainer, entertainer from him. But he's like, he says some really, like, mean things yeah. to her. And I'm like, yeah. if, I, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, all right, bye. <laughs> like, I know that, like, it's my job. Yeah. So, you know, it's not really it's not really affecting anything. She's no. not actually having sex. Well, she's with other it's people. just her voice. She's yeah. not voice. even seeing them. Yeah. I'm like, she's probably making bank by not doing anything. You could like I you considered could, it. You could rip the benefits of this, man. <laughs> yeah. Like and th- she, I don't have the voice And she's for it, like working out new things that you guys could try together too. Like, like she's dude, like you're how's miss, that? Yeah, so missing the That's point of it. Just fucking hated that look at, whole look at thing. This. Look at us making some positives <laughs> out of this movie. <laughs> Okay, so I'd also like to bring up a storyline that I just think is ridiculous. And it has one of the most genuinely, to me, awkward and hilarious scenes in this whole movie is when they plan to lose their virginity together. And he shows up at the house and just... And the the mother is weird. The mother's kind of like... The mother's almost just like, I'll take your virginity. She doesn't say that, but the way that she's just like, it's a bit... Imagine, I, I can't imagine my my girlfriend's mum walking in and I'm buck naked with a guitar covering my dick and being like, this is normal, don't worry. I'm just, I play naked because it's... Because I'm it rehearsing better. a show. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and then like sitting there going, yeah, this is this is all yeah. right. I can, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're dating my girlfriend. You're okay. You're, you're not weird at all. Daughter. Same thing. <laughs> um, this movie, who knows? Who knows who's connected to who in this fucking thing? It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> but, uh, right. oh, no. oh, okay. There's a, a missed storyline opportunity. <laughs> Wait, Emma Roberts is like, mm. the, that's the storyline I've um, watched. 
I also kind of want to know, like, what the point of having Jamie Foxx in this movie was. To make one, like, like semi-homophobic joke at the end. Like... <laughs> Like, exactly. honestly, where does, from beginning to end, where, what does his story really do other this, than to... Yeah, was this, like, had he just won for Ray? No, he'd won six years ago. Okay, yeah. so that's... <laughs> never mind. That, I thought maybe it was one of those, like, run... No, off, no, 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 this was... It's been six years. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, I shut my mouth. <laughs> because, like, yeah, he... The only two scenes I really remember him in is when he has to awkwardly try and teach Jessica Biel how to fist bump. Yeah. Um, cause she's, cause her automatic reaction when he puts the fist up, I put your fist up just for a visual gag. And she goes <laughs> like, that's, that's your, that's the first thing that comes but wait, to her She's head. like the awkward white girl who doesn't realize just how like sexy <laughs> she is. And it's like, you're Jessica Biel. And then he has so. the joke where he's like, we stand behind you, Eric Dane's char- uh, character. And he's like, metaphorically um, like he's like oh i don't want to I, I can't be gay because i'm you know sports reporter man you know what i mean like it's the moment would have been so much nicer if he didn't say metaphorically yeah. but like even without that there's no real payoff to like no. <laughs> there's no payoff to him being in the yeah. movie at all because like he doesn't does he he doesn't really end up with jessica biel like no. he shows up to the party as her date yeah but, yeah. but like, like yeah there's not like and because all like they go to the the I hate Valentine's yeah. Day thing where she's, yeah. you know, angry. And then Jennifer Garner rocks up and, you know, That's beats right. the piñata. But, yeah, like there's – he's kind of just – he's kind of just there. He's just like, Jamie Foxx. They really there. could have actually, like, completely exercised Jamie Foxx and probably Jessica Biel. And it yeah, I think so. And it probably wouldn't have changed anything yeah. too much. I mean, yeah. they're, they're – and I honestly don't understand why the Taylor's storyline was in there either. No. Uh, that literally because, does nothing. Because it doesn't uh, yeah. go anywhere. I think it was just like we can get, Yeah, I think yeah. we can get Taylor Swift, who is sort of really starting to become yeah. a yeah. star. So the, the, the one thing that it has – that storyline has is probably my favourite line from this movie, which is the, you know, uh, young, young, young lovers – Full of hope, full of life, ignorant of reality. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that is yeah. a Yeah, I think that is. Oh, and the fucking news reporter who's just like, I'm where I like. I'm a cameraman who's just going to now wear Put a the suit and on, like yeah. fucking what? But I don't think we finished the Emma Roberts storyline. No, we, no. Them no. kissing in the back of the car is one of the most awkward kisses I think I've ever seen because he's like, we can make out still because she's like, I don't know if I want to have sex with you. Uh, and then like he leans in really far and they're looking like they're doing the open mouth like pash but like their mouths are closed yeah that's the mouth pashing um, but and like I don't know I was, I was just watching I'm like this is an awkward kiss like if someone if I was receiving that sort of kiss I'd be like mm, I don't this is why I didn't want to have sex they're like with have, you. We, have we kissed before <laughs> like- it felt like a first take kiss it was a 100% a first take kiss and the one of the other storylines with Shayla McLean and Heck oh, Rivers on Jesus there. Christ. But I mean, I was like, sweet. That is actually really yeah. sweet. And it, I like yeah. that, like, because he said that she's an actress. So yeah. then like at the, at the, the end of the, the film, movie, like, when they were yeah. watching the movie at in the, the park, in the cemetery. Like, actually Shayla McLean on the screen. Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Like, and I, I was like, it is actually, yeah. that's actually a really sweet. Hmm. I did find it funny though, that like, they're all screaming, sit down, sit down. It's yeah. like, that's the woman you're fucking watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you not realize that? I like, that's kind of funny because I would probably do the same thing. Like I'm watching her and be like, sit down. I don't care that you're 70 years old and in love and you're making up with your yeah, partner. Like, yeah, so good many years. for you guys. Yeah, ooh, I, I paid to watch a movie. Uh, like, I'd be that I don't want to see this. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, wait, but would you be like that? if? It, oh, wait, hang on. No, that's the actress from the movie we're watching. Yeah, yeah maybe. Like, I whatever but i think i think they were like doing that i think it was supposed to be like you as the viewing audience are supposed to know it's her but like in that universe it's not like supposed to really be like i thought it was i don't think it is i thought that was the whole point that they no, they went to that movie every year because she was Um. in it but I mean, but I I'm not talking about as a couple. I'm talking about the audience, like oh, in yeah. that world. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's yeah, supposed to be significant. Yeah, to I think but they're probably just seeing two old people standing, yeah. being like, like, "Sit down." And but yeah. anyway, this movie's a mess. So <laughs> I can't. Sucks. This movie is a so hot. Long. It's mess. over two hours long. It's that's the other thing I hate. Like we were watching it, and you know, we had it on TV, and we we're like, "Okay, let's just watch this." And then I was like, "It's only like 
90 minutes, right? <laughs> like, it's it's only one. It's not that long, right? I look, I get my phone out and I look at it. It's two hours and five minutes. See, I think the worst thing to me about this movie is it just does not make me feel good about Valentine's Day. No. Like, no. by the end, I don't have any sort of, like... Oh, like that's so good. Like Valentine's Day is great. Like it's just Yeah. It, it just doesn't even sucks. deliver on like, like you'd probably <laughs> feel more hopeful and like uh like comforted by love by watching like when in Rome. Yeah. Like you'd yeah. be like, "Oh, these like oh, they got together cute." Whereas this one you're just like, "All right, yeah, they got together." Well, cuz you get to invest in two people in when in Rome, yeah. not 20 people like, in it's, Valentine's yeah, it's Day. Like it's a shame that Valentine's Day had stories that would have made probably Passable romantic comedies on their own, yeah. Or they needed to maybe just have three or four yeah. storylines well, yeah. and just mm. keep it at that. It, this felt like there was a lot more stories than Love Actually. Like, oh yeah, the Love Actually, actually like, yeah, Love Actually hasn't actually doesn't have that many. No, it just like, feels, a, it feels like, like it. But when you so think many. about yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, look, I hate being, I hate it being so negative on this show. I just hated this movie. Like, I really. Really hated. This I movie had and so much fun sucked. watching you hate this movie so oh, much. Like that was that's my... the the appeal. I think you could watch this with a group of people and just rip yeah. it apart, like, and then just like, watch. I was the like, people who cynics hate it. have a field day. <laughs> you know, like I hate love. Watch Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I might leave. We can move on to our next movie. All right. Here we go. Percy Jackson and the Olympiads, The Lightning Thief. Look at that. A teenager discovers he is the descendant of a Greek god and sets out an adventure to settle an ongoing battle between the (laughs) gods. Peter, you look like you really have something you want to say. If you're the descendant of a Greek god... (laughs) You're not gonna look like one <laughs> <laughs> who then clearly gone. Hey, Zac Efron looked good in Seventeen again. Let's oh my god, that is that, so right. Not as good. Like 2010. Uh, this does not look like <laughs> at all. This poster is horrific. This is just like they. Oh. They made the poster and then put the Expo Two Instagram filter over it. That's exactly what they did. Because it's just so unevenly highlighted, like I it's kind like of dense. A like uh, pose from like an X Men movie, and just kind of like yeah. there should be like claws coming out. Of there the should fingers, be, but we'll just put water instead. <laughs> One lightning bolt, and we'll and just have him in like jeans and a hoodie. Oh yeah, and like I'm just, just a teenage boy who's in over his head. I got to be relatable in my jeans and hoodie. <laughs> and once again, like that <laughs> font is song. just. Oh man, not great. No, it's <laughs> it, really and it's still not. like we we were talking about earlier when we were just looking through stuff. Like, looks like they kind of started to render this almost into like a comic book yeah. kind of look, and then went, no, nah, actually, like, we'll just good. we'll just leave it like halfway. We've um, got to release this. Yeah, like it's, the, the the design guy was only working till five p.m. He's got a clock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about Percy Jackson. Now, it's called, in Australia, it's called Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Obviously, in America, it's called Percy Jackson and the Olympiads, the Lightning oh, Thief. excuse me. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Olympians. You heathen. Oh, right. <laughs> I think Olympiads are people who are in yeah. the Olympics. I don't care about this movie. Like, okay. You so, were so excited to rewatch this movie. Because you have a story. Okay. So. I saw this movie 10 years ago. I liked it when I first saw it. This was a this is a exercise in rewatching something that you used to like from your childhood and realizing it fucking sucks. <laughs> this movie's not good. It's really really not good. Uh, I have never read the novel. Uh, my mate has, and he says it is so much better, and they miss a lot. Mm. But this movie <laughs> just throws you into a world that clearly Chris Columbus didn't care about. At all, like it, the, I'm going okay. A lot of people bring up the fact that it's not fair to compare this to Harry Potter. You have to, oh, like, the, God, yeah. Harry Potter is the best comparison because one, they're both directed by Chris Columbus, and two, yeah. you can Chris Columbus cares about Harry Potter, and you can tell he doesn't care about this, and you can. This was just tell. like, can I, like, how much am I getting for this? Mm, yeah, and then I'll do it. Like, yeah, it, yeah, there was no, there was no, 
love their passions. Because well, I haven't read any of the novels or anything yeah. either when I saw this originally, and I still haven't now. But going into this movie, it just doesn't feel like the world is constructed no. completely. Mm. Like no. there are pieces of it, and you're kind of just supposed to understand where you're at and what the rules of this universe are without ever getting anything explained to you. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to understand the stakes and, and what the rules in terms of the gods are and, and just like how there's this separate world that they can move between like, and none of it is ever really set up. It's almost like this movie, it was like, Oh, is this like the second movie? Right. Like, is there another thing? Oh, this is it. Okay. Cause like from, Like almost immediately when he's like when he's in class at the beginning and then like the substitute teacher is like immediately <laughs> like suspect like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like she's yeah. a substitute teacher. So it's almost like we've never had her before and she never looks at anybody's names or like a list yeah. of names and immediately goes Percy Jackson. So you're like, all right, you're also evil as fuck because of like <laughs> your face. <laughs> and then they go to like the, the museum and then she reveals herself as the, the creature whatever that it was yeah but it's just like that happens so quickly that you're like yeah. oh i've got no i've got nothing to like i don't i don't know who percy jackson is yeah. i don't i don't really care about who percy jackson is like mm. they just started immediately well, but that's the thing like they put him in danger and then you're like okay um yeah all right and then he's just in danger for the next two hours <laughs> like, right. there's no real and then like oh my best friend who's i thought was like a cripple has legs like a like a, a centaur a min minotaur I was say donkey yeah. a donkey <laughs> but it's like that like, the yeah. mythical donkey and that's my that is my biggest problem with this film and Percy why Jackson like and the mythical donkey i think <laughs> i think like the second half of this film is a lot better than the first half yeah, I'll like give you that. for me, and that's I think why I remembered liking it is because the second half was like, hey, I like the second half. Is like, that pretty much as soon as they get out of the casino? Uh, I think casino. yeah, pretty much. I, I think pretty much. Casino, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the casino. <laughs> um, like there is things about it that work for me, and then there is a lot that just doesn't. But that beginning is so rushed and so like, oh no, here. Again, the comparisons to Harry Potter. Harry Potter spends about 20 to 25 minutes setting up who Harry is, mm. his world. Yeah. You you spend 20, 15 to 20 minutes with the Dursleys. Mm. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason he the Dursleys are not in any of the other films because you don't need them, but yeah. you need them in that first film. Just to set up who, like yeah, Harry it, Potter, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in, in this film, we spend 30 seconds inside the family life and then we're done, which is, <laughs> yeah, the family life. The, wow. Like, I'm like, Catherine Keener, I thought you were a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's because you didn't have, well, you know, it is because you didn't have great material to work with, but she's the, awful in this. Well, I was speaking to Catherine Keener. The scene where she gets pulled by the monster. Into, I don't even remember half of what I watched. She gets pulled into that underworld realm or whatever. Yeah. Like, and of, like her obviously acting on like ropes and with the CGI, she's not like, she doesn't get pulled up and like flat around. She's just like, what? And she, and she doesn't, at no moment does I she feel that. like, it was almost just like, you know that you're going to be okay because none of <laughs> yeah. your actions are ever yeah. like, help me, help me. It's just like, Come on, Go Percy. Save yourself, Percy. <laughs> almost like you'll see me soon. <laughs> this movie has so many like character actors in it, like so many. Yeah. You got Joe Pantoliano as like oh, the deadbeat boyfriend. Um, Pierce Brandon Brosnan. T. Jackson, Pierce Brosnan. There's yeah. another donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Go- uh, Steve Coogan as Coogan as uh, Hades, as Hades. Rosaria Dawson, Rosaria yeah. Dawson, oh. looking banging. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Hell she yeah! Looks great. Uh, and then you know, the uh, and the Uma Thurman. Oh, Uma Thurman. Oh, Thurman. oh, she's so oh. bad. She's so like, bad. Oh. Did you not learn from Poison Ivy? <laughs> when I was like, when Uma Thurman has to camp it up, she is not good. No, like it's it's like she like give her like serious material. She's great. I was just like. She's just like, and I get that this is the kind of movie where you can camp it up, but there are certain actresses that I feel camp it up and still 
keep it grounded somehow. Yeah, they, like, they're still... Yeah. Think like Meryl Streep in Into the Woods, Michelle Pfeiffer in yeah. Stardust. Like yeah. People that yeah. are able to sort of go to ex- like that extra but still but like still feels also real. the lines that she was given yeah, like in this movie so like bad. it was just like while she's monologuing uh, i was just <laughs> looking at him like what uh, the fuck you're like, looking at me like you put me through this again <laughs> like and also, I, we put on the disc that you own <laughs> yeah, yeah i own this movie um I mean, that being said i own my most hated film of all time so work that one out i mean we all have those though yes. like it's it's the transformers too oh true yeah okay. fair we all have those i mean i mean i think look, this this movie is rough all mm-hmm. around but the roughest part for me is the big climax at the end because the actor that they give it to oh the bad guy is horrific the kid who the plays kid Luke is like, god awful what the actual hell oh, I didn't expect was it like am that? I dumb for not exp- maybe I wasn't paying enough attention but when he was a bad guy I was like he's the bad guy I was it like caught me off they guard. don't give you enough of him yeah. to lead you to, to yeah, that yeah, point you to, yeah. I remember him from that, the beginning that's probably why you're like oh he's the bad guy because he's literally like in one scene yeah he's just at the beginning and yeah. I thought like yeah he's in two scenes at the beginning to introduce yeah. to establish him and then suddenly he's the big, the big bad, bad guy yeah. because not only is he the bad guy in this one he's the villain in the next one oh, as well it? that's God. hilarious like he's I can't wait to watch that he's one. their version of Voldemort and it's like wait I can wait what yeah. But yeah, like, but the years. problem is when he's in, you know, the three whole scenes in this movie he's in, he's not good. Oh, no. God, no. Oh, like, no. When he comes like out of the, the portal or whatever and he's like on the rooftop with Tercy Jackson and he's he's monologuing then, I was just like, I cannot, st- I can stop like paying attention for a few <laughs> minutes now. Like I'm not, I know I'm not going to miss it. A part of me was almost just like, I swear to God, if Kevin Durand shows up in this movie... <laughs> Because it seems like something so, he would have oh, done. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, no, he was too busy filming Legion. Legion. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, like, the, and I know that, obviously, 2010, like, special effects yes. weren't at, you know, you've got to take that with, like, you know, like, that's what they were at in 2010. Yeah. But, like, when they make the people big yeah. and you're talking to them when they're normal size, and it's just like, oh, you're literally standing in front of, like, a giant screen yeah and you're not even like your eyes are matching no up. no like, it's so bad the cgi is awful in oh. this movie and like i know that's two thousand. but i was like there are movies in 2010 that had pretty good effects this, this wasn't like a cheap movie no speaking no, of the really the end scene as well i one of my notes was like so hollywood is a portal to hell <laughs> like is that is that a commentary is that oh, chris columbus so being like or better. is that that's what i thought because like as soon as we're like we're going to the hades in the underworld and there's like Big Hollywood sign. I was like, ah, oh, this is this is somewhat it's like. like a, it's almost like I don't think this is a metaphorical thing, is it? Do uh, do we want to talk about that club scene? Because yes. uh, all right, let's talk about this club scene. Um, TikTok. Oh, I don't know the words, but <laughs> poker faces in it. And then my biggest thing is the one guy goes, "It's 1971, dude." I'm like, did they have these songs back in 1971? <laughs> what what also gets me about that? Like <laughs> that would have been funnier if he was aged. Like that, yes. that yeah. would have been funnier if he was actually like thirty years aged. Because no, it's no, it's he's still playing this. Oh no, it's nineteen seventy one. It's like wait, what? And then we've been here for three days, you guys. And yeah. You're like, all right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah, you're all like fifteen years old, so you probably should have been tipped off immediately when they <laughs> let you in. <laughs> But, you know, but like, yeah, we'll leave this guy. Like, well, this is the guy that's going to save us. The guy that doesn't realize when he's been led into a club and he's underage. Like, yeah. yeah. Just suspicious. And then they're and continually kind of offering him. Yeah. Do you want this lotus flower? Oh, oh man. Which that, just sounds like a hallucinogenic as it is. Like, do you want to take do you part want, of the Do you lotus want the flower? lotus flower yeah. journey? We yeah. play TikTok here. Also, my other favorite thing is, okay, we're going to help. We're going to go to Hades to rescue someone. Yes. We're going to rescue someone. <laughs> three of us are going to rescue someone. So we only need three transports. You're right. going to rescue someone. Okay. So you are you saying that they might need four Maybe. Transports? Maybe they need four. Or if they don't have four, maybe they send two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one with the big donkey legs may not fit in a transport, <laughs> so we can leave him behind. Like I would. <laughs> and they play it like, 
Oh, where it like it's a twist. Yeah. They play it like it's a twist. It's like no, you were just fucking stupid. <laughs> like oh. it's not like they lost one. Like it's not like they brought like, four and lost that one. That probably would have at least been like because then you would have gone. Who are they gonna choose? Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, this is all we've got. <laughs> so we're just gonna choose one of you right now. Because uh, we fucked up. Yeah. Uh, legit. All right, shit. They yeah, like filmed. Sorry. They filmed the whole movie and then got to that point and went. Ah, uh, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> like, and Chris Columbus is just like, I gotta go. So, I got so you guys draw, you guys draw straws, oh, God. and uh, so and whoever gets the short straw, I guess yeah. that's just yeah, yeah. how we're gonna write the rest of the movie. You can't and just then... gonna stay in hell, I guess. Sorry. But then Whoops. looking at it, like, if I'm staying in hell and it's like this kind of cool mansion like a Rosario Dawson I'm like hell's not that bad because <laughs> Hades like, is an idiot yeah. you're like well I could just play the game for the yeah, rest of my life like, like here's, okay and here's the thing about Hades at first I didn't like that they cast him I was kind of going oh Car- yeah, Coogan. I was like, okay, I kind of wish you cast someone who was genuinely menacing. Mm. But then I went, okay, you're actually having fun with this. Oh, like he is, God and yeah. I like that they play on that where he's like, well, would you rather I look like this? I wish then it wasn't a big giant devil. I kind of wish it was someone who looked menacing. Yeah. And then yeah. they went, no, I'm just going, I'm looking like this because I'm having fun. This is what I want like, to Who would have been a yeah. 2010 menacing actor? Probably Mark Strong. Or something like oh, that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just someone who is just in there for 30 seconds. Javier Bardem. Yeah, like, help. Hey, Alan Rickman even. He's oh, worked with yeah. He's worked with him. Like, that. I know. I know. Like, but that type of role. Like, you know, just this 30 second cameo. That could have been funny and cool. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in. I, But it worked <laughs> for what it was in that moment. And I thought he actually played it pretty well. Yeah. Um. Sean Bean as Zeus was. Oh fuck! Weird. I, I forgot he was completely in that. Lately, forgot Sean Bean was in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least like he didn't. He lives. He lives. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Buddy. I mean, oh. he's sitting there at the end, like, why didn't they kill? Why am I still on <laughs> this movie? Why is this the one I survived? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie sort of, to me, solidified the fact that, like, Chris Christopher Columbus or Chris Columbus, sorry, Christopher, Christopher Columbus, Columbus <laughs> um, he had like a similar career tra- trajectory to Tim Burton, where they both like started out so solid and obviously making movies that they really liked and they had their artistic flair on, and then they just both delve in these sort of extremely mediocre fantasy. Biopics because well yeah that's it they're like uh, I'll just make this CGI fuck fest because <laughs> I'm getting a bit of dosh for it and then we're obviously going to see it again in a few weeks with Tim Burton and Alice in Wonderland so yeah. like and they're both and neither of them have really redeemed I know Tim Burton had big eyes but Chris Columbus hasn't really had anything that I loved Chris Columbus has had one film other than this this decade and, and it, it was, was called pi- Pixels Pixels yeah Ah, uh, yeah. That dank dosh. That dank <laughs> dosh, man. Uh, like I said, look, this is not, not a, cool a good movie at all. Uh, it broke I feel like, my yeah, heart. I was like going to say, it's like it's, it, it clearly broke you so it, hard. It, the, okay, Valentine's Day is a much, much worse film. Like, it is a. Valentine's Day is a. It's not absolute. A good, but I would re watch Valentine's Day. Yeah, before Percy I watched it. Yeah, I know. I, okay. This one broke my heart because. I remember liking it. Yeah. Like yeah. I remembered going, I no, that. I liked this. And yeah. no, no, it was just not good. Because we were all like in our group chat, we were all like, <laughs> we hate Percy Jackson. Yeah. We were like, oh, I like it. And we thought, oh, it'll be like us against him. And then he was then like, you watched like it. we're just like, oh, good. You're one of us now. And it was kind of heartbreaking to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's like we just like ripped out his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I also was sitting in there on the couch like, all right, you get your taste card back. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, until like the expendable. Yeah, until like something in yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, right. speaking of taste card, let's move on to our next movie. <laughs> we are, of course, Awkward talking segue. about the Wolfman. Well, the fact that wow. we're probably all about to lose ours. So Maybe. Oh, um, God, that Frickin' poster. Look at that beauty. Yeah. Ugh. Upon his return Oof. to his ancestral homeland, an American man is bitten and subsequently cursed by a werewolf. That is a... Uh, you know what? That is a sexy, sexy beast right there. <laughs> that is, yeah. Like, I mean, just, I mean the, like, is, like the is, really nice shirt yes. that's just like... That Bloody is thick rip. THI double C. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, 
Oh wow! They've yeah. got the staples. They've got the Wolfman and they've got the Moon. Dude, That's I actually, I, I think this is perfect. And like, I like it's for the Moon. And this is yeah. one of those ones where it's like having it look like a drawing is perfect for like the aesthetic of that film. I the think. one, the one thing that I think is really stupid about this poster though is look up the top. How they've gone? Oh crap! We need to put the name Not somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, we need to put it, the name somewhere. But they can't fit with the black background, so we need to put some the, the yeah. blue over the top to just make sure they stand out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like no, I, look, I see that now. It just looks so silly. Like hey, should have just if the just lower it a little bit. Yeah, like just but <sighs> anyway. But anyway. I'll, I'll put it underneath. The yeah, put it underneath the Wolfman. Oh, whatever. Anyway. Well, Benicio del Toro is the Wolfman yeah. or something. But anyway, other than that, I don't know. I like this poster. Yeah, I think it's, it's the cool. best out of the three. Yeah, got, yeah, it does oh, definitely. I think it does. It really things. it does fit the aesthetic of the film though, for yeah. sure. I it, think. Yeah, definitely does. Look, because right. I don't know if the because I watched the extended cut. Yes, so did I. And. I don't know if it's the same thing, but like at the beginning of the extended cut, they use the old school Universal, Universal logo. Yeah, it's the yeah, same thing. Is that thing. the same? Yeah. Okay. Well, we some... watched, we just watched whatever was on iTunes. So okay. I don't actually know which version. It's probably, I think. No, because the director's cut only has the old school Universal oh, okay. logo, the theatrical cut. So is that the, the one that you Universal watched? Logo. The old school one? The Did you get the normal Universal no, logo? No, actually, I think we got the black and white. Yeah, yeah okay. so, so we've all watched uh, We've all yeah. watched oh, okay. the same thing. Okay. It's like a 10 minute yeah. extra extended. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I really liked this movie a lot. I thought it was good. Um, it's a little bit slow in its pacing at times, but I thought it was a really great way to tell this story. I think that the end really pays off well mm. when you get to just all the chaos kind of coming together and everything going upside down. Yeah. And, and the the slow build to that point, I think, really works. I mean, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but I think that Benicio del Toro and Emily Blunt are great in this movie. Um, and I just I just had a lot of fun with it. I I think the biggest strength of this film is when we first see him go full Wolfman. Like, and I mean, like, so there's okay, technically the second time, but the because the, the first time it's very in the shadows and we don't really see him do it. The second time when he's in the streets and ever and yeah. after the um where after the scene where the, the idiot doctors are like, oh, he, he's not going to turn into a wolf yeah. man, and you're just sitting there going, you're all dead. Yeah. Um, you're going to get impaled on the fence, <laughs> which is what happens. That whole sequence, I was smiling yeah. ear to ear because it was just so much fun. The build up to it is a little slow, but it works for it to a degree for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot that works. There's a lot that takes its time. That was a little too slow. Like, but I, yeah, like I think because Benicio del Toro, like he very, he was like, this is like almost like a passion project for mm-hmm. him. Like he very much wanted to tell this story, and I think that was probably why it took its time because he was obviously like, no, I really want to make this character someone that we actually care about like mm, even though he's yeah. the villain in some way like you know he's but everyone that he's killing for the most part is it's more of an anti-hero yeah sort of yeah situation. but like yeah. you sort of like you're never like you're always like on his side yeah it's like yeah you know, it's like kind of you're like he can't, wanting him to yeah, like he can't help that he's turning yeah. into a wolf yeah and I think, yeah, I think the fact that he was so committed to this movie sort of helps, like, his performance, like, he's very, like, he's, to me, like, Benito Del Toro is usually a bit off kilter, like, he's always a bit over the top, almost, and I think this one, like, he seemed really grounded, like, he's just, he made this, like, an actual person Mm. watching it, yeah. So, my thing with these movies, like, I the Wolfman's a story that I kind of I get what you're saying. Like, oh, hey, we care about this guy. It's an, he's an anti-hero. And like, it takes me a little. It took me a little bit to get into it, and I'm kind of sitting there going, oh, I don't know if I'm enjoying this. Yeah. But then I, I the reasons why I think this movie is a good movie and why I would recommend it is the practical effects are incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they lean into the storytelling that they tell, like the, the way they tell it. So I was like, okay, no, we are, they, they know what they are where they're like, Oh, we're going to go full Celt on practical effects. We're going to go full Celt on the gore, the violence. And they just, they decide to have fun with it. And mm. I, and that's where I'm really enjoying it. Whereas in the stuff with the character and the stuff with 
that I didn't really care for. I didn't think mm. it was that interesting. Mm. Just the fun of the mm. violence and the over the top. But that is also like got me. the payoff. Like you sort of you sit through there going, okay, it, like it it is taking its time. Mm. We 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 do kind of want to get to him being a wolf, but then when he is a wolf and he's just slaughtering people <laughs> left and right, you're like. This is the payoff. Yeah. And, you know, when he's the wolf, it's actually a man. Like, it's not CGI. It's a man, a man. running. Yeah. The CGI is obviously when he's transforming. And because it's 2010, it doesn't look seamless. But mm. they don't... They keep it in the shadows enough or they edit it well enough that you're like, I, I, I don't care that this doesn't look super polished. Mm. And from what I understand, the they wanted to do pretty much everything practical but mm, like, yeah. the, like it went through five or six directors yeah, and then i, I think they that. hired joe johnson joe johnson like three yeah weeks it wasn't before very they started so yeah. he was like we have to use some cgi, CGI. And for a 2010 film it was also filmed in 2008 yeah so it was one that and i think that also heard it a lot of people were like this movie was meant to come out so long ago and it just kept and it's a, like and valentine's weekend a bit of a weird yeah a weird, a weird one for valentine's day weekend but it's, maybe like counter programming they thought yeah so. so this is kind of funny because i share the same thoughts as everyone like i was like it's slow it takes a lot to build up i think a lot of the payoff is quite good i think the cinematography is quite nice uh for most of the film and the performances especially benicio and emily blunt are quite good but I didn't like this movie at all. In fact, I resented watching it once I got towards the end because I was like, I... It was... It's one of the movies, like, earlier on in January where I, like, watched it and I was like, I actually felt like I wasted my time with this movie. And that's very unlike me because I've been the, the idiot for most of this, <laughs> this show. I've liked the dumb movies. And this is the first time I think that I've watched something and I've gone, the payoff wasn't good enough for me. It's violent, it's gory... And then I was like, but this is completely different to what you've just built up for me. Like if you had stuck, if it stuck a bit more to its guns and been more of like a, as dumb as this sounds, like a wolf man and trying to investigate who killed his brother more so rather than just making that the first act. And then the second and third act being more so the doctors and stuff. And then the reveal with how his family is the long line of wolf men or whatever. I feel like that would have been in, a bit more tonally consistent than what we got. Cause I sat there and watched the action scenes or the, the gore scenes. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. We'll wait for the next one. And then nothing happens. And then I'm like, oh yeah, cool. I'll wait for the next one. And then, yeah. So I don't know. I just really didn't like this movie and that's, that surprised me. So yeah. I kind of disagree with everyone to be honest with <laughs> Fair you. Enough. Um, I think that the payoff isn't in the action at all. Mm. Um, the action's fun. It's gory, whatever. That's fine. The payoff to me is the story that they make you sit with mm. until you get to that point. And then at the end, she has to fucking kill him. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't spend all of that time believing that, that oh, okay, he's here because, you know, his brother's dead, but also this is his wife and she's distraught too. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, like she's going to go home. Oh, but now there's another family crisis and you're building it and you're getting there and then yeah. they're spending more time together and you can tell that they're leaning on each other and you get to this whole thing where suddenly she has this reason that she needs to be there and she's invested in this still, even though they're not, their attention obviously has to have wavered from the brother at this point because yeah. he's yeah. fucked and they don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to the point of all the action, all the crazy shit, whatever, but then the ending still matters because this woman who her whole fucking world is destroyed by the end of this movie. Her yeah, husband's yeah. gone. His brother, who she also had feelings for after this whole journey is gone. Like the dad's she dead. Has she like, has to kill like, as well. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. So the payoff to me is the end where Emily Blunt is just like fucking what the fuck like <laughs> yeah, i had to yeah. shoot this guy like to set him free even though i've literally gone to the ends of the earth to try and find a way mm. to help him that's not killing him yeah and you, then like you know what in saying that as well that makes more sense to me as probably why benicio wanted to make this story because he doesn't seem come across to me as the sort of actor who's like i'm ready to make some big budget fucking gore fest yeah. like that scene to me seems like the movie yeah. he wants to make and i think i mean for me that didn't go over my head, but it obviously didn't hit me as hard because I wasn't invested 
as much mm. as possible. Whether that's the movie's fault or my fault, I actually don't know. But was, no, I, I agree with what Taylor was saying. because they yeah. actually made three endings where... So the, oh. ending, the ending we got where yes. she shoots him and he's like, thank you. Yeah. And then you sort of assume Hugo Weaving is the... Hugo Weaving is the, the new Wolfman. The, like yeah, he's going to become... Yeah. yeah. And then they filmed one where, where I think Benicio Del Toro survived and sort of went off into the wilderness. And then they filmed one where Emily Blunt got bitten in the attack. Oh. And she was like... The howl mm. at the end, so yeah. they sort of, and then they, and then they were like, the studio were just like, we don't want, like, we don't want her to be hurt, so mm. they're like, yeah. actually like physically hurt, yeah. So they went with, no, nah, we've got to keep her the way, and I think it probably ended the best way, like yeah. Benicio del Toro's character being like, thank you, like he's like set free from this, you know, this. Curse. But also yeah. their family ultimately is too yeah. Then yeah. by the end yeah. of the movie. So it's kind of like they've all been put out of their misery in some way. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's sad that she then is like... So <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I mean. At yeah. the end, she's just like... And there's now another Wolfman yeah. that I have to deal no, with. No, and she's like, like, and now's the yeah. time that I fuck off. Yeah. Because... <laughs> like another Wolfman who I've also been like trying to kill as well. Like Hugo Weaving. Perfect villain. Yeah, he's so good. Hugo Weaving, I thought, was really good in this. Like, I, yeah. I thought he was really good. The, look, my the the one actor who I think is not good in okay, <laughs> not good is Matt might be a acting bit in the mean. wrong movie. Yeah, he doesn't know what movie he's in, and that's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. he has. I agree. He's so tonally <laughs> like, like, he, like completely he's different. In a over the top campy horror movie. Yep. And everyone else is in this very like serious gothic, this Victorian era yeah. drama about a murder. But yeah. I mean, watching Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins turn into wolves and eat the shit out of each other <laughs> is just like peaks. Like <laughs> so good. That whole scene, I was just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous and amazing, and I want more. And of I love that like Benicio del Toro is like he kept his shirt on so that we knew which one was which. <laughs> yeah, because they look. The same. They're the same. Yeah. Well, so it's like, we'll keep it. Benicio Del Toro can keep his, like, shirt on that. The same thing with, like, the Hulk. It's like, it magically stays on your frame because Benicio yes. Del Toro isn't, like, a hulking mm. guy. No. So, and the Wolfman's yeah. a big thing. One of the funniest things in this film, and I don't know if anyone else picked it up, and I it, I laughed when I saw it, is Anthony Hopkins is going around blowing out all these candles, but they're obviously electric candles, <laughs> like, for the movie because he blows it out and they just, they all do this slow fade to a little bit. <laughs> But he blows out like six of them in like a one-shot take, and I'm just sitting there. It has it has no ramifications of any other part of the movie. But I sat there and I was like, "That's funny. That's kind of funny to watch him just go." Like I don't know if you've ever seen a flame go out, but it doesn't take that long. Uh, oh god! But yeah, that's uh, so that's the Wolfman. I think we've got three recommendations and one. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, to be fair. Fair enough. I, I would definitely recommend it if you like the kind of gothic yeah, gothic kind of mm. movies because as probably the only person within a 100-mile radius of this place that liked Crimson Peak. I was going to actually ask you what you thought of Crimson Peak. <laughs> I loved Crimson Peak. Oh, my Peak. God, thank you so much. I met someone else. <laughs> I had to go to the other fucking side of the world, but I met somebody I, else. No, nah, Crimson Peak is, yep. Yeah. Oh my god! Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in five years, that's going to be some conversation. Um, Pray and crimson Peak. I know, dude. Oh. All right. Uh, box office results, guys. We had number one Valentine's Day open to fifty-six million dollars and made its budget back. Oh, Jesus and Christ. they wonder why we got three more of these god well, awful films. And also saying that about Valentine's Day, it is the best of this seasonal the yes. three of ones that we yeah. got. So, so what were the others? New Year's Eve New Year's and Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. I never saw Mother's Day and New Year's Eve was god awful trash. Uh, <laughs> number two, The Wolfman with 31.4 million. That's pretty good. Percy Jackson with 31.2 million. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that was close, actually. Avatar is down to number four yeah. with 23.6. <laughs> that box office flop. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, no, funny, Dear John beat it last week. This week, Dear John's at 16 million. Yeah. <laughs> it did what it had to do and yeah. then it sat down. It's just like, all the, con- yeah. all the conservatives <laughs> saw it opening week and then no one else saw it after. 
after that. Uh, Tooth Fairy with 6 million, From Paris with Love with 5.4 million, Edge of Darkness with 4.8 million, Crazy Heart with 4.2, and When in Rome with 3.6. Halfway through that list, it just like halves itself. Oh, yeah. Like oh, it, yeah. it goes down to 16, and then all of a sudden it's like. Like that's a huge box office. Yeah. That's 110 million yeah. between the top three movies. Which, so. like, yeah, it's very rarely does that happen. Especially in February. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, look at what they had in January. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dropped off from last week Book of Eli dropped from 7th Legion <laughs> dropped from 9th And <laughs> Sherlock Holmes dropped from 10th Alright, in major film oh, news Oh, here we go Vin Diesel and director David Tony Officially announced the third Chronicles of Riddick film Has been greenlit oh, It would eventually be released in September 2013 So... Three years before we actually I mean, get it. Vin Diesel is such a, a champion for his movies. Hey, like he will, he seems to like push so hard for his, his, uh, cause we've seen it with Fast and Furious and then we obviously saw it with Riddick. So I was excited when this movie was coming out because I, I'm a fan of at least of Pitch Black. Chronicles of Riddick, not so much. But <laughs> I I had never seen any of them until mm. I saw Riddick, and I still haven't seen the other two. So I'd say I watch Pitch Black. Pitch Black is good. Pitch Black from, good. from but that's also from memory. Yeah, and that's also <laughs> made in two thousand and four. So. No, it's I think it's ninety nine. Oh, two thousand four must be the sequel. Yeah, yeah. we also know how memory can yeah completely. Yeah. Oh out. yeah, no, mem- memory is hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Uh, uh, it is officially confirmed that the final Twilight book, Breaking Dawn, will be split into two films. So that was official. Was this this was the first one to do like this? Did it Harry, before Harry Potter or Harry no, Potter? Harry Potter. Harry Potter has already been confirmed that two right. films are being made. They're being released in the end of this year and July next year. Yeah, uh, Twilight was the second one to okay, do it. So Twilight are copying, do you think? They're like... I, I think so. Yeah. Like, because Breaking Dawn, especially after... Like, I haven't read the book, um, but Breaking Dawn, just the, watching the movies did not need to be two films. Whereas in... Like, I, I've never met anyone who has actually read Deathly Hallows and has seen both films and gone, they didn't need to be two films. Yeah, like, okay. they, like, there are some people who think the f- first part is too slow. And nothing really happens, but most of those people I don't think have really read the yeah, books. But and even it sets up the second movie so yeah, well. Yeah, so, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So but. yeah. Uh Disney's Rapunzel is now titled Tangled. Oh. Uh this caused okay, I so as great as this movie is, this caused so much controversy. I know it did. This people caused were so up in arms much about controversy this. Because everyone was like, Oh my god, that would be like calling Little Mermaid beached. Like it would be, it was, but it's that type of thing. Yeah. Oh my god! I want, and you know, it needs to be beach, please. <laughs> but that's yeah. It, it was that type of that type of reaction where it was like, what? Because the reason they did it, Disney did it because oh. Princess and the Frog had just not done very well, mm. and the angle and the people that. Oh, funny, they got it, Lily Pad. Well, yeah, but. Um, the people they, they wanted boys wouldn't go see a movie called Princess and the Frog but they might like that was that was yeah. their reasoning at the time I think they're wrong but yeah, yeah. so like, yeah. look it clearly worked Tangle makes 500 million at the box office I think it does more than that actually and it clearly worked so and then gets snubbed by the Oscars yeah well Toy Story 3 came out. Gave us is Tangled 2010? Yeah. No, we'll get it this year. It's okay, the cool. end of this year. I know. I'm so freaking excited. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, Sony Pictures so greenlights 21 Jump Street and dates it for nice. August 2011. Oh. In the press release, Channing Tatum is not yet announced. However, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are Good. confirmed as is Jonah Hill. Oh, nice. I love Because Jonah Hill was... Jonah, Jonah Hill, was, Jonah Hill was the one who pushed, pushed for the movie, it. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, and lastly, this is my favorite news story. Uh, the Hughes brothers, fresh off Book of Eli, sign on to direct the live action Akira movie. Oh, wow. The Akira movie that we have never we received. This film will ultimately still be in development hell 10 years like later. At the la- last I heard was like Taika Waititi was Taika attached. was Taika doing it. Was He's no longer it. doing He's it anymore. I think maybe yeah. it's just, you know what? Just Akira is like, we don't need it. Like, let it. The, yeah. just leave it alone. The, the animated film is brilliant. Mm. Like it is definitely one of the best manga adaptations ever. 
it's going to be one that I don't think can be replicated in real. It's sort of like a almost like a golden compass thing. Let's where just like keep a book is so hands good. away from it for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, if they change the name to maybe like motorcycle, I mean, we could get a bit more of a. We'll just say it's give it the Disney effect. Yeah, and that's the news for this week. And in Australian release dates. All three of these films opened in Australia oh. this weekend. It is the only time all year it will happen. Uh, every other time that We're they're... keeping up with them, hey? Yeah, this is the only time all year that all three major films released will open in Australia on the same day. And I saw both on opening weekend. Oh, which, uh, one, wait, which I, one didn't I, you I, see? I didn't see Percy Jackson. Oh. I saw Wolfman about three months later at a movie marathon night. That's it. That's that. Uh, I didn't see any of these in theaters. No, I didn't no, see yeah. any of these. I, I did the cheesy thing and was like, oh, do you want to go see Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, Valentine's Day was on the Sunday. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week on 10 Years On. I've been your host, Jacob Lund. I want to thank my wonderful panel for joining us this week. Uh, you guys can find them all at the descriptions down. Uh, you can find them all in the description down below. All the links will be down there. Yep. Let us know in the comments if you've seen these films. What do you think? Did you enjoy them? Have you been watching along with us? Because yes. if you have, you are very dedicated. <laughs> very much are. Next week, guys, we're actually we have a good movie. Yeah, we have. What do we got? Shutter Island and the Ghost Rider. We have two. Good we have movies. two pretty good yeah, movies. Actually, actually, right. Two yeah. pretty good movies, guys. Until next week, my name is Jacob Blunden, and we will see you next time. <laughs>